This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. It's always interesting for me to see um, how the Holy Spirit orchestrates things on a, on a Sunday morning. Because um, I, I really don't speak to anybody else about things, and they don't speak to me. So it's always interesting when you get up here and you see what happens. And so I'm so glad that Samuel started to ask the question about who are you? Because that's really what God wanted me to speak to you about this morning. And so I'm just going to climb in and let's just navigate this and see where we go and see what happens from here. I was thinking about this this week, and I don't know whether you've ever considered it. I'm sure you have. But have you ever thought about how, how important is it for you to know who you are? I mean, how consequential is it? Because we, we go through life, but have you, have you ever stopped to ponder and sit and think, is it really important for me to be able to know who I am? And what I'm about. And what I want to propose to you today is this. I think that who you are is very consequential to defining what your future looks like and your relationship with God. And so what I really want to focus on this morning is talk a little bit about why it's so consequential and why it's so important um, and why it has so much value for us. What I believe that God is wanting for us to do right at the moment um, and uh, I appreciate Mary Ellen's word this morning because I think that's very much where God is going. He's getting us to a place where we're getting more intimately connected with the spirit realm and with relationship with who he is and allowing him to have influence in my life and in my world. And we're recognizing more and more that as a living soul, we have two components to us. We're both spiritual and natural. And it's important for us to live in both of those worlds. God's not living for us, looking for us to live exclusively in one or the other. You can be so spiritual that you know worldly good, and you can be so natural that you have no spiritual dimension to you. So it's important for us that we understand that God created us as a spirit being, and he put us in a domain called earth to live here. So we live in both realms. Because this isn't a heavy one yet. <laughs> And so it's important, and, and, and it's what I find for, for so many people is it's so easy for us to live in a natural realm because it's so accessible and easy for us. And the challenge with it is if we only live from the natural, we're almost like a boxer who finds ourselves in a, 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 a match, but we're kind of fighting with one hand tied behind our back. And when we're able to liberate and get connected with the spirit dimension and we're able to get connected with who God is and allow him to have influence in who my life, in my life, what ends up happening is it begins to change and transform things. And all of a sudden I'm boxing with two hands. And it's, it puts me in a place that is so much more favorable. So we want to make sure that we have both of those dimensions in play. The most important dimension is your spiritual dimension. Your natural dimension is your canvas. Your spirit dimension is the paint. God's invitation is for us always to live from spirit and to take from spirit and to give definition and, and, and influence on the canvas of our life. We don't live the other way around. If I think back on my life, I've begun to realize who I am actually carries so much more weight than perhaps I realized when I was younger. But I began to think about so many things. I mean, I think about sometimes the way that I react to certain circumstances and situations. And I begin to realize that there's a part to me that doesn't do it in a very healthy way. And the repercussions and the implications of that aren't always favorable. And then I begin to realize, okay, you're just a bit of a jerk. But the question is, is that really who I am and what I'm about? 
I think back um, like in my early days when I was in advertising and I think about some of the opportunities that came my way and certain things that I, I never vocalized but I kind of steered clear of a little bit because I never felt as though I was confident enough to be able to step into that. And so what ended up happening as a result of that is because of who I was, I let opportunity kind of pass by because I wasn't really set up to be able to step into that. And so it opens up the door to begin to realize that who I am is really important and it becomes consequential and vital for me to understand who I am and allow God to have influence in that space so the two of us can work, walk in harmony and in partnership. It becomes important for me, and, and I, I try to kind of distill things down so I can give you some things that I believe may be helpful for you, points that are helpful. This is one of the points that I think is helpful. This is why your identity is important. Because first of all, it gives you the opportunity to translate life. Who you are is, has a direct influence on how you translate life. People, situations, circumstances, challenges, opportunities, and your future. Depending on who you are, you can see the same situation in a completely different way to the way somebody else sees it. Same situation, but you'll view it completely differently. It's as a direct result of who we are and what we're all about. Our response to life, how we respond to life is directly related to who we are. The thing about God is that God works in a different way to the natural. The natural is always looking at what material I have and how I can take that material and create something out of that material. But God doesn't work in that dimension. God operates with who we are and he calls us to take the things that are alive on the inside of us and to introduce that into our world. And so there is a different way of working with God as opposed to the way that we work in the natural. But understanding who I am, if I allow that to be defined by God, puts me in a place where I can partner with who he is and allow him to have influence in my situation in ways that I'm not able to do on my own. Recognizing the fact that my inhibitions, my limitations, or my empowering is going to come from who I am. There are certain things that are going to put limitations and restraint on who we are. If you're a fearful person and you're afraid of flying, it's an, in an inhibitor. You're not getting on the plane. So that opportunity is no longer on the board. There are certain things in life that God wants us to do and is inviting us into. But if we, if we have in, insecurities, inhibitions, fears, there are things that, are, that empower our lack of, of action or empower behaviors and responses that are unhealthy. At the same time, when we begin to recognize the fact that we're a branch that is grafted into the vine, all of a sudden we begin to recognize spirit empowering and we begin to live from a different dimension because we realize the fact that God wants to do something through me. And suddenly it takes the pressure off me and what I need to do because I recognize that everything that I'm looking for is coming from the vine, not the branch. And so all of those things are directly related to my ability to be able to understand and to live from who I am. Now, here's the first point that I really want you to get. When God created you, your identity is a container. Your identity is a container that's designed to take and to house substance. That's your identity. You don't come into the world predefined. You come in as a container, 
a treasure chest. As a treasure chest, you have the prerogative of going through life and selecting those things that you associate worth and value with, and you take those things and you allow those things to have access to your treasure chest. You put them in that space. The collective things that you put into your treasure chest defines what we refer to as your understanding. Your understanding is defined by what we take, we put into that space, and it begins to give me understanding as to who I am. I begin to understand who God is. I begin to understand my situations and circumstances from what's in the treasure chest. Everything that's in the treasure chest has the opportunity to give influence to that space. Any time, it, 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 it defines for us your potential and your limitations. You, you cannot step into something that you do not have in your treasure chest. So when we allow God to have influence in our treasure chest and define us, we begin to recognize that the limitations and the potential of my life are very different to if I allow my treasure chest to be solely defined by natural things. So we really want to be at a place where we allow the treasure chest to be defined by who he is. We want him to come into that space and give definition to it. It's kind of like what God speaks about when he says, guard your heart, because out of it flow the issues of life. What he's saying is the potential of everything that you want to experience, the potential of everything that you can experience, and the limitations of your, of your life are going to be defined by what's sitting in your treasure chest. So what he's saying is be intentional about it. Understand that is the holy of holies of your life. Don't put anything in the treasure chest that shouldn't be there. And make sure that you're intentional about building a meaningful relationship with God so that God can flood your life and flood your treasure chest. So as natural people, we've begun to recognize how important it is to fill people's treasure chest. And so that's why when we have children and children begin to grow up, what do we do? As natural people, we say, fine, let's equip you so that you are able to have the necessary treasure to deal with the natural life. So we give them an education. We send them to school. They go and get an education because what we're doing is we're taking educational substance and we're putting it on the inside of their treasure chest. We want you to understand the world that you live in. We want you to understand what it's composed of, what it's all about. If we put a whole bunch of stuff from education on the inside of their treasure chest. We have a look at it and we put in, um, you know, what are social norms? What are socially acceptable behaviors? How do we raise you so that you have things called manners? We're putting all of these things on the inside that you become socially sensitive, aware of, of your environment and things. We're putting things on the inside of you because we recognize as human beings, you need to be able to function appropriately in this world. We put skills on the inside of you. We recognize it and we begin to develop the skills that you have got. We take those things. We take everything that's about all of those things and we put them together because we recognize that as human beings, you've got to have some substance to live from. The challenge with it is all the substance that we're getting in the natural is not unhealthy. It's not bad because remember, we're balanced. The challenge with it is it introduces us all too often to a life that's very functional. It's function driven. I'm able to step in and I'm able to deal with certain things in life, but it has its limitations. For one thing, it's not able to address the fundamentals of my life. 
Can it address things like my fears and my inhibitions? Does it build confidence on the inside of me? Although spiritually influenced. Does it put me in a place where I'm able to deal with so many things? The, my, the challenge that we have all too often is when we live lives that are functionally motivated, the thing that is so sorely lacking in our life and the thing that we struggle with the most is our deficit of passion. We're not passionate about stuff that we do. We, love, we, we live lives that are very functional and we wake up day to day and we do all the functional stuff that needs to be done. But our lives aren't necessarily driven by passion because we're very functional. And so we begin to recognize that in that space, there are limitations and inhibitions. And there are things that, that the natural can't deliver to us. As we travel through life, life is never one-dimensional either. Just as we're not one-dimensional, but we are spirit and natural, what you're going to find is that some of the challenges that come against us in life are going to be very much like that. And we're going to face some things that although we may have some substance in our treasure chest that's given to us for the natural, it doesn't equip us to handle that stuff. There are some times where you go to the doctor and he may sit and say to you, you know what, this is the challenge. I'm sorry, I can't do anything else. And you begin to recognize that there's a situation right there where the substance on the inside of me is not capable of dealing with that. When I don't have the courage to be able to step into opportunity, there's some things that the natural substance isn't able to deal with in those situations. There are some times where there is so much turbulence and there is so much fear and there are so many things in operation that are outside the limitations of the natural that come against us. And the question that they're going to ask you is this, Paul I know and Jesus I know, but who are you? They want to know what you're all about. The question they're asking is this, what's sitting in your treasure chest? Oh, well, I know how to do this. I don't care what you know how to do. That's not going to cut it. The natural is not a solution to many of the questions of life. And in that realm, we begin to recognize the fact that I've got to have some stuff in my, in my treasure chest that equips me to be able to deal with it. In the words of Paul, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Do you know what he is saying? He was saying, I used to be a person who is natural, and I was limited by the natural. And although I may still be a natural person who's living in the flesh, I recognize the fact that my treasure chest has to be filled with some substance that comes out of the natural. It has to be filled with some substance that comes from him. Because if I don't have his stuff on the inside of me, I'm not equipped to deal with some of the issues of life. I want to know where God is. And God's sitting saying, you've left me out of, identify, uh, of putting substance into your life so you can't recognize or identify me. You can't see the situations through my eyes. You're interpreting them through natural eyes. So all you see are limitations and inhibitions as opposed to seeing yourself as more than a conqueror, as opposed to seeing yourself as victorious. It's the substance that is or isn't on the inside of us. Who we are becomes so important because it has a direct influence and impact on what your future is going to look like. We live in a, an age right at the moment where there's so much gender fluidity and somehow, something that used to be an objective reality has moved into the realm of subjectivity. 
And I know lots of people like to steer clear of this and whatever, but I think it's important to address it because we're talking about the rest of your life. And the problem with it is, my concern is that we don't offer people solutions. What we do is we indulge their perceptions. And the problem with it is when you don't sit and say to somebody, you know what, God loves you so very much and he's got an answer to your problem. So let me take a step back because I lost my train of thought. The problem is this. If you say to somebody, God loves you so much and he has an answer to your problem, you're perceived as being judgmental and hateful as opposed to somebody who's loving. Because the perception is if you're loving, you'll indulge that. But not everything is truth. My concern is this. There are a lot of very, very young people who are making choices that are allowing substance into their treasure chest that is defining who they are right now. And as a result of that substance, they're making choices that have far-reaching consequences for their future. Some things can never be changed and rectified. And the problem with it is we begin to realize in this equation how the choices that we make sometimes have implications and repercussions for our future. And who I am is consequential. My ability to read the situation the way that God wants me to read it, my ability to be able to step into it and look for his influence so that I allow truth to give definition to who I am as opposed to a lie that comes in camouflaged is really important. Really important. So the question is, let me rather say this. When we know who we are, we're most effective in exercising who we are. If we don't know who we are, we don't really know what we're about. And so it's really important for us to begin to gain some kind of a definition, to gain some kind of understanding, to move to a place where I begin to recognize and, and sit and say, I, I need to know who I am. I want clarification. I want confirmation because it creates a sense of security and stability on the inside of who I am. We don't always ask this question but I think it's something that we live with because I think that inside of us, built into our treasure chest is a voice that calls for clarification. There is a voice that cries out that says, I want to know who I am. And so we don't always ask this question, but the truth of it is, every time we are presented with an opportunity for definition, the question that the treasure chest is really asking is, is this who I am? Is this who I am? Because if I say yes, I've just opened the door and given access to substance. The challenge with it is, all of us came into the world and we never had a relationship with God. We weren't born that way. So somewhere along the journey, we managed to get one. But up until that point, some stuff happened. For one thing, we had something called experience. All of us were born into a family. Some families are horrendous. It's really sad. No, I'm... Rafa, Some people are born into, into situations that are too horrendous. There is so much abuse in all forms. But you grow up with that 
And you begin to have a look at it and you sit and begin to wonder about your worth and value. The question the treasure chest is asking is this at me? Because if you say yes, I've just put some substance in there. That's a hard one. Kids are cruel. If you think you're sending your kids off, elementary is a middle school. And upper school, kids are cruel. They can do some stuff and they can say some stuff. And every time you're exposed to those things, the treasure chest is saying, is that me? Is that me? Because every time you say yes, I've just put a little bit more substance in my treasure chest. The challenge with it is, when I face life and I move outside of that realm, when I grow up and I become an adult, I'm moving into those spaces and all of that treasure is living there. And so when you're faced with some challenges, when you're faced with some invitations, when you're faced with opportunities, what comes out? I don't have value and worth. It's not for me. I can't do that. What happened? The treasure spoke. Who you are is very important. Be careful of your feelings. Feelings are slippery little suckers. Be careful of your feelings because one of the big things we want nowadays is don't hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but sometimes you've got to be faced with truth because the problem with it is if I let you go down the route of your feelings, you're going to end up putting some stuff in your treasure chest that you're going to regret. Sorry, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I just want you to know something. If you go down that road, you're going to make some deposits that are not good. Just because you feel certain ways doesn't mean that it's right. Just because you feel certain things doesn't mean that it's appropriate. Just because you feel insecure doesn't mean it should still be something that defines you. Be careful. Is this who I am? We're in a world where everybody's got an opinion. One of the worst things about social media is it gives everybody a platform. Everybody has a microphone to voice any dumb opinion. It's true. You don't have to be qualified. And the worst thing about it is, can, okay, this is just a personal one. I'm so tired of Hollywood having a voice about everything. You're trained to be fake. Okay, you're trained to act. You're not qualified on everything. The only thing more troubling to me than every actor or actress who has an opinion are the people who think that this is an esteemed opinion. <laughs> Hello, people. It's like the problem with it is we be careful because everybody's got an opinion. And you have informed people in our lives who have opinions and we have people of consequence in our lives that have opinions and we have social peer pressure that has opinions and if we don't know who we are what ends up happening is I begin to ask the question is that who I am? 
The most troubling time in life is during your teen years and your early 20s, where social pressure is so pervasive and so prevalent and so alive. Why? Because I'm struggling in that space to give definition to who I am. I'm looking really hard to find out who I am and to be able to define myself. And because the enemy knows that you really are not established in it at that point, he presents plenty of opportunities and a lot of pressure to sit and say, you don't have to be who God called you to be. I'll tell you what, you can take on the identity of somebody else. So I allow that stuff to come in. And all of a sudden I go into my adult years and all too often I find that I've got not a treasure chest full of wonderful things, but a whole load of baggage. A whole load of baggage. You see, God says to us, I knew you before I even wrapped you in flesh. I knew who you were supposed to be. You may not know, and you may be struggling to find it. But what he says is, I know. Have a look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. I'm going to read it out of the message. It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eyes on you. He had designs on you for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and everyone. Say, he is working something out in me. You know what he's working out in you? In Christ, you find out who you are and what you're here for. He doesn't mince his words. Straight to the point. It's important to understand those two things because there is a relationship that exists. And the reason that he says, first of all, to find out who you are is because when you find out who you are and you get established in who you are, the degree to which you will get established in who you are is the degree to which you'll recognize your purpose in life. If you're not established in who you are, you won't find your purpose. Your purpose is directly linked to your identity. That's the way God has created it. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. You know what he's saying? He's saying when man, who is a treasure chest, takes the things of who we are and allows that image to give definition to him, when man takes the treasure chest of who he is and he allows who we are to take of our substance, things that are genuine treasures, and to fill his treasure chest with who we are, what ends up happening is they'll begin to walk and to, be li and to live out of that place. And when they walk and live out of that place, all of a sudden their life begins to change. Because as they, as they move, they begin to see with my eyes, live with his expectation, live in the place where we're sitting saying, my world is being redefined because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. All of a sudden I'm starting to change because the treasure of my life has been changed. It's been influenced. He's calling us to a place where he sits and says, I am doing something in your life. Will you partner with me so I can do something with you? Will you let me into that space to come and do something? Will you be intentional about setting aside time every day that says, you know what? I'm coming to you because I need to hear something from you because I need to put some treasure into my chest. Here's the truth. 
when we talk about allowing him to have influence in our life, anytime you want to have a relationship with God, understand this. You're moving from your natural realm and you're moving to your spirit dimension. God is spirit. So we're moving from natural to spirit. We're connecting with spirit. So because we're connecting with spirit, the way that God has designed us is to be able to communicate and have relationship with him effectively. And the vehicle of communication when you enter the spirit realm is something called revelation. Revealing. What he's saying is, I'm taking the things of a dimension that you can't see with your senses, and I'm going to open them up to you. I'm going to reveal them to who you are. Where is he revealing them? Your treasure chest. He's putting them in your treasure chest. When he puts it in your treasure chest, your understanding, what he's doing is he's sitting saying, you know what, I'm going to impart something of value to you. And you know what, when you get that treasure, it's going to change things in your life. Every time God speaks to us, Every time he takes something of who he is and he gives it to us, what ends up happening is he's giving us revelation. Revelation is important because when I take possession of revelation, it becomes faith. Revelation that I possess is called faith. If I take hold of what he offers me, what is faith? Faith is the? Substance. Substance. What is he saying? Revelation, when you take possession of it, I'm putting substance in your treasure chest. I'm putting substance in your treasure chest. I'm putting substance in your treasure chest. What is he saying? I'm changing who you are. I'm influencing who you are. I'm putting spiritual matter. I'm taking who I am and I'm putting it into who you are so that your treasure chest gets defined by him so that he comes and he moves into that space. Because when he takes what is of him and puts it inside of me, it becomes his nature that's residing on the inside of me. It becomes his nature that begins to define who I am. And that's when I walk into the fact that it's no longer I I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Why? Because he owns my treasure chest. He owns my treasure chest. He's doing some stuff in our life and he's moving some stuff in our life and he's depositing some stuff in our life so that I can recognize the fact that he's put that on the inside of me so that I can live differently to the way that I've ever lived before. Build your house on the... Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood. Natural, never revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And on this rock, what rock? Revelation. Revelation. You got something, Peter, from the spirit dimension. And you took that and you grabbed a hold of that. Hold on to it. It's a rock. It's a building block to your identity. Put it on the inside of there. Now that you found the source of where you're supposed to build your life from, build your life from revelation. Fill your treasure chest with everything that comes from the spirit realm. Come to me. Let me speak into your life. Because when I speak into your life, I'm going to make deposits on the inside of you. And I'm going to establish that. And I'm going to build the foundation. And the reason that your foundation is so important is because when your life is built on a spiritual foundation, be aware of the thing. He didn't say storms aren't coming. He said the opposite. They are coming. He said, understand this. Life has got a lot of stuff that happens. 
The thing is, when your treasure chest is filled with who I am, who you are gets established on something which is solid, which you can count on, something where you know greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And so when those storms arrive, it's, so, it's no longer me just getting washed all over the place. I'm established on something because I'm grafted into the vine. And in that space, the vine is delivering some stuff into my situations. It's filling me with the peace that I need. It's filling me with the joy that I need. It's not to say that the storm isn't happening. The storm's happening and the storm's going on. But I'm on the rock. I'm on the rock. I'm on the rock. I'm on the rock. Look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. I've got it somewhere. Otherwise, Donna will get it for me. Talk is cheap, Donna. Oh, there we go. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. No, I want 17 first, please. You got 18. I knew it was too good to be true. (laughs) That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. What? I thought I wanted to, hold on. Yeah, I know you did. Um, I know I had to just say, just give me a minute, just talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, I know. Okay, the, I don't know, it doesn't matter. The point is this, the, what he's saying is this, it's the revelation of what you're looking for is coming from God. The impartation is coming from God. It's really important. You're not going to find it outside of those places. You're not going to find it anywhere else. You're going to find it in him. So it becomes really important for us to make sure that we have a meaningful and a close and an intimate relationship with who he is. Are you sure that's Ephesians 1.17? Sorry, I just, because I know... uh, Try Ephesians 2.17. I want the verse that's like the eyes of your understanding of being enlightened. Donna. Does anybody else want a shot at the back? <laughs> mm. You're my favorite, Donna. You know that. The eyes of... Okay, sorry. Now, can we just go 17, 18? Let me read them. Yeah, we're going to do both. Poor people watching this online must think, honestly, we're so disorganized. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He's giving you revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? What he's saying is this, when he gets into that place and he begins to change our understanding, our understanding is a synonym for your treasure chest. What it's saying is it's the essence of who you are. It's talking about the fundamentals of your life. It's sitting saying when the things that define my understanding, my treasure chest are of him, all of a sudden what ends up happening is I start to take on a new perspective 
when I deal with life because the eyes of my understanding are opened. I begin to see things from his perspective and not my perspective. That's what happened to Jesus. The the guy came to him and he, he said, Jesus, can you please come and pray for my daughter because she's dead. And he's like, oh, okay. So they went to the house to go and pray for him. And everybody's there and everybody's mourning and everybody's carrying on. And it's like, it's a big, it's a terrible situation. And Jesus walks in and he's like, well, she's not dead. She's just sleeping. What happened? Eyes of understanding. Eyes of understanding. Of course she was dead. She wasn't breathing. It doesn't matter because it's the natural. The point that he's making is this. When the eyes of your understanding are opened, you see situations differently. And you see situations through the perspective of what happens if the substance that's on the inside of me comes into play and begins to have influence right there. And then it's like, okay, no, she's actually not dead. She's sleeping. Why? Everybody else laughed at him. Everybody else said, get out, you're being disrespectful. He said, I'm not being disrespectful. You just don't have the eyes of your understanding opened. You don't have the eyes of your understanding opened. And so we begin to recognize the fact that we are God's treasure chest. That's how he created us, as his treasure chest. And it's When we move to that place and we begin to recognize that, we begin to put up safeguards so that we can get ourselves to a place where we become very intentional about what we allow to come into that treasure chest. Let's have a look at Ephesians, um, um, Proverbs chapter chapter 2, verse 6. It says, The Lord, for the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. What is he saying? When you get into relationship with who he is, when you can hear his words, when you get revelation into your life, it's going to influence your understanding. What he's saying is this, I want exclusive rights to your holy of holies. I want exclusive place rights to the place called your treasure chest. And when you put yourself at a place, please listen to what he said, where you hear his words. What he's saying is this, there is a difference between Logos and Rhema. Faith comes by Rhema, hearing the spoken word of God, hearing revelation. Remember, I used this example before. You don't, you're not going to change any part of who you are simply by reading the Bible. The Bible is really good. It's important. It's an advertisement to sit and say, come to me. We don't get people born again by telling them to read the Bible. We get people born again when we take them to Christ and we sit and say, you know what? If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, and what do we do? We invite the spirit of Christ into a person. We don't just give them scripture and verse and say, because you, you know the scripture and verse, you're born again. What gets you born again is the life of God that moves on the, in, into the inside of who we are. It's the same thing with the word of God. The word of God is a wonderful thing because it's an advertisement and it says, taste and see. It invites us into going to him to sit and say, I want this. I would love to have this as something in my treasure chest. Give it to me. So he's talking about the importance of developing a meaningful relationship with him. Luke chapter 6, verses 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What he's saying is, I recognize the value of the thing called your treasure chest. I created it. 
I want you to recognize it. Because when you recognize the treasure that I've given you called this chest, the thing that's to house those things that are of value and of worth to you, it puts you in a place where you're empowered because you begin to recognize that what begins to define that is going to evidence itself and is going to manifest itself in the way that you address your future. If you want to change your future, change your treasure chest. If you want to change your future, change what's in your treasure chest. That's what you're living from. You throw it out and put something else in, it'll change the way that you deal with stuff. It'll change the way you see stuff. I'll move to a place where I'm beginning to deal with life from his perspective. He recognizes and is totally committed to the fact that the good things in your life are going to come from that space. So that becomes really important to us. Um, let me see where we want to go here. The challenge that we have is this. God not only wants us to be aware of the fact that we have a treasure chest on the inside of us, but he wants us to move to a place where we begin to change the way that we deal with life. And so what his invitation, the invitation that he extends to us is stop dealing with the world in which you find yourself from the world's perspective because you're a conformist. Everybody else does that. He says, be changed, be made new. So start to live life from the treasure chest that's intentional on the inside of you, that's only um, defined by the deposits that I've made. Live from the inside out. Don't live from the outside in. When you face challenges, when you fa face things that are happening out in your world, go straight to your treasure chest. What have I got on the inside of me that's designed to have influence in the space? Stop living and talking about what's happening out and around you because that's not going to change the situation. Where it's living from the outside in, he calls us to live from the inside out. What he's saying is, I've given you the opportunity to be able to put and fill your life with the treasures of who I am. Anytime you face things, go back to your treasure chest. That's what God does. God lives from a treasure chest. When God got into creation, the thing about it is there's not a single thing that was ever created that wasn't alive within God's treasure chest before it came out. But God lives from the inside out. God lives in a constant state of calling those things that be not as though they are. So that's why when God was in it and he was like, oh, I know what, I know exactly what this place is going to be like. I've got a great picture of what this domain is going to be. And so when God called those things into being, what he was doing was taking the stuff that was alive on the inside of him and putting it into the space, calling those things that be not as though they were. He lived from the treasure chest. If we want to be people who are godly people, learn to live from your treasure chest. Learn to live from the treasure chest. Jesus did it. The works that I do, I don't do of myself, but my, the, the Father in me doeth the works. Where was the Father? In his treasure chest. What he was saying was, I've spent so much time with the Father. I've been so intimate with him. I separated myself with regularity, so I used to go and spend time with him. And what I used to do is I used to hear his words. What I did was I opened my treasure chest wide and I let him fill it. And so as I went through life, the eyes of my understanding were opened. And because my eyes were opened, I got to see things the way that he saw them. And I was living in the expectation of calling those things be not as though they are. I was living in the expectation of bringing heaven to earth. I was living in the expectation of being light and salt. I was living in the expectation of taking from my treasure chest and investing it into the situation. So everybody went and said, we saw God. 
when we live from the treasure chest, we become ambassadors for him. We live as ambassadors for him. The principle is to live from the inside out. That's exactly what happened to Peter. When Peter was walking along, he came to the gate beautiful and there was the, the lame man standing there. What did he say? Silver and gold have I none. What he's saying was, I've got nothing in my pockets, buddy. I'm not going to give you anything like that, but I'll tell you what I have got. Forget about what's sitting in my wallet. You want to know it's in my treasure chest. You know what I've got, but such as I have, give I unto thee. He took from his treasure chest and put something into that man's life that transformed him. What he gave him from the treasure chest was so much bigger than what he got from his wallet or could have got from his wallet. What you have in your treasure chest is an opportunity for transformation and change. What Mary Ellen was talking about with the prophecy is that that's what I believe God is saying to us. I want you to live from your treasure chest. You're moving to the place where you're beginning to flourish. You're moving to the place where everything is coming into season and things are coming about. What he's saying is there's an awakening that's happening amongst my people. And all of a sudden, people are beginning to recognize the fact that I have a treasure chest on the inside of me. And I've been so silly and I've been so negligent. I've been so blind. Where has it been all of my life? But I'm starting to discover it. And as I go through my treasure chest, I'm getting rid of all the baggage and all the junk and all the unwanted things that are sitting there. Stuff that's been sitting there forever and a day. And it's been sitting and rotting and stinking in my life. And out! I'm making room for more treasure. I'm making room for more treasure. Treasure is important because when we begin to live from our treasure, what ends up happening is I begin to discover purpose. That's why your identity is key to purpose. Your identity is defined by the treasure on the inside of you. When it's defined by the treasure on the inside of you, what ends up happening is the eyes of your understanding are opened. And so as I walk through life, I begin to recognize that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I've just spotted purpose. The problem with it is we're raised in a society where we think the purpose of my life, we, we confuse it with ambition and we confuse it with, with accomplishment and we sit and think, well, I, I'm supposed to be the most famous football player in the world. I'm supposed to be the most famous tennis player in the world. I'm supposed to be, you know, leading a Fortune 500 company. I don't know what you're supposed to do. The fact of the matter is God's not really that interested in that. That's your natural walk. God's sitting saying, the, fact, the thing is, when you get yourself plugged in and you allow your, your treasure chest to be filled with the things of him, what ends up happening is wherever you're supposed to go and whatever it's supposed to look like your future, it'll begin to open up for you. Because what happens is I, pray, I engage each day and I sit and say, fine, I'm moving along and things are good. And suddenly I hit an obstacle. Suddenly I hit a challenge. Suddenly there's something that's happening in my road. And now what are you going to do? Do you identify purpose? The reason it's important is because we place a demand on my treasure chest. I'm starting to live from the treasure chest. And when I live from the treasure chest and it results in change and transformation, all of a sudden it shifts your life a little bit. It shifts what things happen. How do you think people like Mother Teresa ended up in her position? She spent her life caring for people. She walked out from her and lived from her treasure chest. And because she lived out purpose that she saw every day in the lives of so many people who were so desperate, what ended up is it began to, as she moved into her purpose, it began to open up her destiny. 
as we begin to live our purpose, it'll begin to open up your destiny. And sometimes we think that our, our purpose is natural. But we can, we can end up accomplishing and gaining and doing all kinds of wonderful things. But the problem with it is I'm not fulfilled. Why? Because I accomplished, but I never realized purpose. Purpose comes from the one who designed you. Purpose came from your maker. And the, the, the way that he's designed us to operate is in relationship with him. Outside of that context, you can get a whole bunch of stuff. But are you fulfilled? Are you passionate? Are you purpose-driven? Let me leave you with one thought. All of us have got some history and some baggage. But the wonderful news is this. Let me tell you how the baggage came apart. Just, can I have two minutes? The reason the baggage came about was this. Something presented itself to us as truth. Was it really a lie? And it courted us. And it was looking for our acceptance. And when we thought about it and we entertained it, when we swallowed it and digested it, when it became truth to us, was when it was deposited into our treasure chest. The way that you get rid of that is by getting to a place where you go and take it to the Father and you allow the Holy Spirit to do something in your life. Because his promise is this. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What he's saying to you is this. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what your baggage is. It doesn't matter what you're about. Let me just give you one more scripture, because it's, it's important about this. If you have a look at um, Ephesians 2.10, and I want to read it out of the Passion. For he, we have become his poetry. Uh, this one we before this, Donna. Um, okay, that's fine. We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. Let me just read that again. We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill de the destiny he has given us, for we are joined to Jesus. A recreated people, sorry, a recreated people that will fulfill their destiny. You're a recreated person who will fulfill your destiny. What God is saying to you is this. When he speaks about recreated, what he's saying is the baggage that used to define your treasure chest, that doesn't equip us to move into our future. So he's given us an opportunity to get rid of the baggage because he's going to recreate you.
He's going to give you the opportunity to get rid of all of that nonsense and all of that rubbish that's been in that space. Because who you were is not the person that's going to step into your future. Who you were is not the person that has the treasure necessary for you to be able to step into what God has for you. So he gives you the opportunity to jettison all of the rubbish. He gives you the opportunity to take all of that stuff that's been collected from the past, throw it overboard, and to embrace truth. And when we embrace truth, what happens is I open my life and I allow treasure to flood that space. That's what's so effective about Sozo. That's why Sozo is so effective because what happens is people go to Sally and then Sally says, let's open your treasure chest and let's see what's on the inside there. And then people start rummaging through all of their stuff and what about this? And it's like, oh, that's a good one. Let's take that to the Holy Spirit and see what he says. And all of a sudden that gets taken care of and it's like, oh, throw that away. And it's like, Put this in there. It's like, what about, oh, that's your old underwear. Throw that out. We don't, we want new underwear in here. He gives you something new. That's what's, the, the, the reason that Sozo is so powerful, the reason that it's so much better than counseling is because it actually gets into your treasure chest. And not only does it get into your treasure chest, you let the Holy Spirit rummage for you. He's like, just stand a second. Yeah, I, I can do this. And what is this? How did this get in there? Let's deal with it and throw it out. And on we go. He replaces, he takes the junk out and he puts the truth in. And the reason that it's powerful is because it starts to change the substance that I have to live from and to define my future. If you've got a lot of baggage, take it to the Holy Spirit. Call Sally and say, you, me, and the Holy Spirit need a chat. Can we please stand? So this week, the homework that you have is just to live life. And as you're living life, when something pops out of your treasure chest, identify where it comes from. Be intentional this week about recognizing what came out of that treasure chest. Stuff that's of him introduces us to life of a superior nature. Anything that comes out of your treasure chest that steals, kills, or destroys... Sit and say, Holy Spirit, we need to chat. I found something. What, are we, what is the day today? Okay, so not, not this coming Sunday. I think the week after that, maybe. Bebet. Um, I want to speak to you about the way that we're wanting to shift and change the way that living faith is organized and structured. Because we want to be in sync with what God is doing, and we want to create opportunities for you to be able to partner in certain ways and different things that God is doing so you can get in, you can allow God to do some stuff in your life, and move on. I, I'm excited about how things are going to be restructured, but we'll deal with it in a couple of weeks. The reason I'm telling you that is because it deals with a lot of the stuff that we, we're talking about right now. That's really the impetus and the drive behind the shift and the move. It's, it's not just change for change's sake. June 4th. June 4th. What? June 4th. Oh, I'm a month early. Oh. <laughs> Rafa, you come and pay for us. Hey, the Holy Spirit told me I was going to pray. Are you guys ready? He loves you so much, he would literally come and tell this guy you've never met before that I'm going to pray. And the word that he gave me was this. He wants to start immediately. And yeah, being with Pastor Sally is the best thing ever. I go twice a year, every year. 
and it changes my life. But right here, right now, you're already there. You're already here for him to replace the lie that you are believing and introduce the truth that he has for you so you can start being purposeful right now. If you want that, say amen. amen. All right, close your eyes. Put your hand on your heart. And this is not about you. This is about the Holy Spirit that lives in you. Say, the Holy Spirit lives in me. The Holy Spirit lives in me. And if he doesn't, say, Holy Spirit, come and live inside of this heart right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you that through Jesus we have the power of the Holy Spirit to come. So, Holy Spirit, what is one lie that is hindering me right now? And the first thing that came to your mind, the first thing that came to your brain, the mm. first picture that you got. And crying, you're allowed to cry. And when you see it, just, just nod for me. And now I just want you to picture the Holy Spirit in whatever way he wants to show up to you right now. A blinding light, a dove, your father. Whatever way he wants to show up to you right now. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Can you give him that lie? Can you give him that lie in whatever way he wants to give it to you right now? And just let it go. Yeah, I just felt a big release right now. Woo, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for that release right now. And this is what Pastor Gann was talking about. He just doesn't take away. He gives you something in return, something that changes literally your identity and who you are. So you're going to say, Father, Father, what do you want to give me in return? What do you want to give me in return? And the thing that he gives you is always good and full of life. And you're allowed to receive it, not because of what you've done right, but because of what Jesus has done for you. So allow him to give you that truth. And it could be as simple as I love you, or I just want to hug you, or I want to be your father. But let it happen. You're allowed to receive it and embrace it. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I feel a shift right now. I feel a shift right now. And then now you get a chance to go and have fun with this new truth that he gave you. Come on, if you felt a difference, just start, I don't know, praising God. Just start clapping for him right now in Jesus' name. Yay. I love you guys.